Welcome to the Slay the Giant podcast. In this podcast, you will learn, you will grow, you will laugh. This podcast will transform and change your life. Get ready to slay your giants and conquer your fears. Slay the Giant podcast is here for you. So listen up and learn. Let's go. Hey, Slay the Giant family. Welcome to this episode today. I believe you are going to be impacted and empowered. And um, I'm so excited about this topic because I feel like, especially millennials, we, um, we have a lot of questions relating to this topic. And I know that my guest today uh, has a lot of information to share regarding that. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome my guest, um, Apostle DeMonte Edmonds. Um, he is a prolific author. He's a man of God. Um, he's a preacher of the gospel. He's also known as the miracle man. Um, he's seen many miracles, signs and wonders, and God works through he and his wife and family um, in a powerful way. He's preached across nations. Um, he has been on television. He has his own podcast and is, is it's just an extraordinary individual um, who God is raising up and who is spreading the gospel in a way that is supernatural and powerful. So I'd like to welcome Apostle DeMonte. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be on the show, and it's a privilege to be here with you, Ashley. Absolutely. Um, I know that I shared a little bit about you, but can you uh, elaborate, tell us a little bit more about your ministry, um, anything you want the audience to know? Yes, yes. So I'm, I pastored for about four and a half years. My ministry name at the time was Freedom in Christ Church. And then uh, through a series of events, the Lord told me my season pastoring at the local church level was over, that he called me an apostle to the nations. And at that time, I've only been to one nation. And I said, well, Lord, you have to open up some nations and make it happen. And so we transitioned out of pastoring a local church, and he, he opened up uh, 25 nations for me to go to thus far and many more that we've ministered to other ways. And uh, we work with leaders, equipping leaders, encouraging them, helping them with strategy and vision, and also uh, training them in areas, especially deliverance, prophetic, fivefold ministry, leadership. Um, and then we have a media arm of what we do. So I have DeMonte TV and we have a show here in Atlanta that also broadcasts overseas in Asia called Highways. So that's just some of what we do. And we've seen a lot of the supernatural and miracle working power of God in our midst. Wow. Um, it sounds like God is just doing some miraculous things uh, in and through you. And isn't God amazing that he will call us to something that he knows is in us, but it, the fruits aren't quite there yet. But if you step out on faith, the doors just open up. Um, I, I just think that's so powerful um, in your testimony. But um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the supernatural miracles, signs and wonders. Um, as I shared with you before, I, as a millennial pastor, young adult pastor, I hear um, millennials talking about, you know, well, if miracles are something that is supposed to happen today, why aren't we seeing more miracles? And, you know, I always encourage them um, with the word of God, you know, saying like, you know, miracles are a thing of today. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And the same things he did in the past, he can do it again. And we've seen the hand of God work miracles and do um, some miraculous and mighty things in, in our family's life. And I'll share that a little bit later. But can you talk to us a little bit about um, what is the supernatural? 
Amen. So, you know, one of the things I would like to say that when we heard this word supernatural because of unsolved mysteries and shows from the 70s and 80s, like Twilight Zone, there's always this spooky, mystical feel. So I first want to take the spooky and mystical out of it. Um, I believe we're all supernatural by divine design. We are, we, have, we are spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. What happens, most people are more acclimated to two-thirds of their being. Their soul, which is their mind, will, and emotions. You know, people especially that are very emotional. And then their body, their, the physical suit that you're in to have your five senses. Um, what happens, there is another realm that your spirit man has contact with that we call the supernatural realm. And through faith, through obedience, and through different things, that realm can manifest over into the natural. So when we say supernatural, that means phenomenon, happenstances, circumstances, harvest, fruit, whatever you want to call it, things that take place that are outside of the normal natural affairs of life or course of action. Absolutely. That's great. It, you're right, because there is that, you know, mystical side of it. When we hear the word supernatural, we think of some of the shows that are on TV. Um, however, um, you know, it's not spooky. It is just the power of God operating in ordinary people. He can do miraculous things. Um, so I guess my, my next question is, you know, are miracles a thing of today? Are, are they something that is happening today? And can you give us examples of different miracles that have taken place? Yeah, so miracles definitely out for today. They never doubt off. You know, I know myself, I grew up in a very traditional, conservative type of ministry environment. Um, we didn't see miracles. We talked about miracles, but they were more like fairy tales from the Bible that happened years ago. And it was like reading a child's fairy tale, fictional type of book that it happened back then, but it couldn't happen now, you know? So it wasn't even in our context of discussion. But what takes place, there are miracles that take place. Many times people don't believe them for three reasons. Number one, they haven't seen them for themselves. Number two, when they happen, usually, you know, the whole world is not there present. So it's normally a collective group of people, but that's only a segment of society. Then number three, I think really your heart has to be open to the spirit of God and word of God. So they do take place. And I've seen so many. I can just tell you, I remember um, the first time I had a blind person seeing a meeting. It amazed me more than probably the blind person. Um, I remember there, I was in Belfast. There was a young boy, probably 11 years old. He was deaf. And Lord just said, pray for his hearing. His hearing came back. Lord told me, click my hands. We have that on YouTube. And he was able to to repeat what I had said and he could hear perfectly. Another one that's a little different and don't laugh at this, Ashley. I was in Belfast. As <laughs> there was an older woman, I would guess in her late seventies. She was on a, a walker in an oxygen tank. Um, she was on a walker, she had oxygen tank. And the Lord told me as a prophetic sign that he was loosing her from the spirit of, of infirmity and sickness to unloosen my belt. And I had to warn him. I said, I'm about to loosen my belt as a prophetic sign that God's about to heal her. I'm not going to drop my, my trousers. I'm just unloosing it. I mean, you know, we're not getting graphic. And when I unloosed the belt and said the name of Jesus, she was about 15, 20 feet away, and she just fell under the power of God. And at the end of the meeting, she took a picture with me. She didn't need to walk anymore, and she didn't need the oxygen tank. Um, wow. Another one, I was in Portsmouth, Virginia. 
and I have a picture with a gentleman. He's a deacon at this, uh, the church is called the Birthing Place Worship Center, uh, where a powerful pastor, friend of mine, pastors uh, the church, and Yvonne Dunright. And just, I walked up to him, the Lord said, told me, told me to tell him, I see you having back problems, lower back problems. And he said, yes. And then all of a sudden, like just the cloud of God's presence came over me. And I said, the, the, the root of your problem is not really your back. It's one of your legs is shorter. And I just prayed the leg just grew out equal. Everybody wept and cried. And some people just got slain when they saw it happen. Wow. Um, so there have been many, many miracles. One of them that people that know me well or that were there in the early stages of our ministry that they always talk about that amazed them. There was one woman named Phyllis Whaley. She lives in the, I believe she lives in Colorado now, somewhere in the Midwest. Um, I had a word that somebody in the meeting had metal in their lower extremities and God was going to remove the metal. So I gave this word, this lady comes up and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm in trouble. Because it's one thing to give that word, God's going to do it. But I know, see, I know a lot of preachers. So I know a lot of times preachers can sound bold from the pulpit. But when you talk to them in private, they may not really believe what they said they believe. But when I went out, I said, oh, God, I'm in trouble. Because even though I said God's going to heal her, I'm the person that's right here that she's looking at. God can out in heaven. <laughs> so the, the, the Lord told me, um, and maybe I go into a little bit. I'm just going to say the Lord told me. I won't go into too much detail of how he told me. But the Lord told me to stand on her feet. And he was and he was going to heal her. And now she was like 110 pounds. I was like 210 pounds with high bottom shoes on and she had on sandals. And so, you know, if it wasn't God, it wasn't going to be good. And I stood on her feet and the power got hit her like lightning. And the next wow. she contacted us and uh, she shared with us that uh, she had these indentations. Circular. Uh-huh. And so what that happened, she had been in a car accident, something happened with her feet and one of her feet or something like that. And they had to put back on some of her toes with metal screws. I never even had heard of that. But the next day she had these circles as if someone had done a supernatural surgery and the metal was gone. She couldn't feel the metal in her feet. God supernaturally replaced it with bone. Wow. wow. I believe she's still on my Facebook. So, as you know, you can ask these people, did this stuff happen? You know, some people get these testimonies. It's always, it happened in uh, uh, Shaka Zuluville, South Africa, where nobody can really trace it or track it. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the ones that happen in America and places where people can verify it. But that's just a few of them. Wow. Verifiable miracles that are happening today. That is so powerful. And you know, I feel like there's someone who's listening right now and maybe you're in need of a miracle and you, you know, may have lost faith. Um, but I want to say to you that miracles are happening today and you have to believe that God can do it in and through you. It's not about the next person. If God can do it through the individuals uh, that Apostle has just uh, named and mentioned, he's no respecter of persons. And the same things he's done in the past he can do it again in, in through you, but you have to, we have to have the faith to believe that God is able to do those things, that God is, is, is able and he wants to do it for his children. Um, and I think that is, um, you know, a huge part of it, that faith part. I know that you have a new book out, Apostle, um, and it's, it's about supernatural faith. Can you share a little bit about that book? Definitely. So the book, The Gift of Supernatural Faith, 
really was given to me. I remember years ago, a gentleman that I highly respect, a young man, he prophesied to me that you're going to write a lot of books and a lot of the books are going to be just based off of divine encounters you had with God. And a part of me giggled like, yeah, right. You know, not that I didn't believe it, but it was just like, okay, that sounds great. Um, so what happened, I got to go into the pregnancy story. My wife was pregnant and I was talking to one of my friends on the phone, older gentleman, Dr. Joseph Martin. And he prophesied and said, you're gonna, your, your wife is gonna have a girl. It's going to be a three hour labor, no complications, no pain um, and no medicines. And also the baby's gonna be seven pounds. And my wife ran up and down the stairs cause she had been really praying, praying for a natural birth, pain free because she had a C-section before. So fast forward, December the 24th of that year, we had baby. So I called Dr. Martin and said, it's a three-hour labor, seven-pound baby, 6.9 pounds, pretty much seven pounds. A girl, everything that you prophesied. And he gave me another word. He said, well, you're going to, the Lord's going to come check on the baby, but the Lord's going to check on you too. He's concerned about you. And, and my wife and I had just felt the presence of the Lord in the room. We felt like somebody had walked in the room. We thought it was an angel, so we knew that was accurate. And I was just so tired and fatigued that when I got home on that Christmas Eve, I was just done. So I just worshiped a little bit and I got caught up with the Lord. When I say caught up with the Lord, I mean like he took my spirit man up into the heavens. And, you know, I didn't get no tour of heaven, nothing like that. But <laughs> I saw the Lord and he began to talk to me and he asked me a question. When the Lord asks you a question, he knows that you don't know the answer. So he asked me, do you know what spiritual gifts look like? And I never even thought that they had an appearance in the realm of the spirit. And so then he began to talk to me about the gift of faith. And when he talked to me about the gift of faith, he laid out to me how it works, what it looks like, and how it will be available to the next generation. So in that book, I unpack and unload and break down the gift of faith. You know, in our generations, we focus primarily on the prophetic gifts and prophetic realm and gift of prophecy. And so um, I really unpacked the gift of faith, how it releases the miraculous work and power of God. Absolutely. And we know that it, it takes faith to believe God for the supernatural and then to even step out and believe God to do the work. You know, I think of um, the woman with the issue of blood. Um, you know, she had been dealing with that for a long time and had been reaching out to different people and doctors and spent so much money trying to, you know, be healed when her actual healing came from just touching the hem of God's garment. But she had to stretch out in faith to believe that that could happen for her. She had to, you know, even despite the crowd and the opposition that was in front of her, she decided, you know what, if I could just but touch the hem of his garment, I know I'm going to be made whole. And, you know, there are some folks listening that, you know, maybe you've lost faith. Maybe you've lost hope for that thing that you believe in God for. But as our apostle has just mentioned, you know, you have to have the faith to believe that God can do it. And if he did it for your wife with that supernatural childbirth, that's super, that's very supernatural. I'm sure a lot of our uh, female listeners are, are, are understanding that a little bit more. Um, but, you know, if, if God can do that for her um, through the power of the word of prophecy, you know, how much more can he do it for anyone else who's uh, listening? And I, and I just believe in this. I believe that God is able to do miracles. I've seen it. Um, you know, Apostle Wen, uh, many years ago, um, my grandfather, who was a bishop um, in his church, and um, in, in those times, 
uh, they actually built their churches physically with their own hands. Yep. He he was he built his church, and um, I remember when he was um, in the process of building. Um, he uh, what I, I guess he was doing something with the electric electrical parts of the church, and as he was doing that, he got electrocuted, um, and it knocked him down several feet, um, and he hit the ground. But the miraculous part of it is. We don't know who this is, who it was, but it was some woman who um, saw him on the road, laid out, picked him up, put him in her car, and took him to the hospital. To this day, we don't know who it is. We believe that it was an angel who, you know, guided him to the hospital that day. And, you know, with the, the injuries and everything that happened because of he was electrocuted, with everything that happened, you know, everyone was saying, oh, you know, he, he may not live and... This may not, you know, they were given all kind of negative reports, but the word of the Lord came to us um, that he was going to live like Hezekiah 15 years after um, or, or beyond what, you know, what, what what he was supposed to. And when I tell you every word of that was true, my grandfather eventually was able to drive again, talk again, everything. Um, and he lived well beyond the time that they thought he would live. It must have, I think it was about 15 years after that incident, he he was able to live and have a full life. So I have seen the supernatural power of God and, and I've seen healing and I've seen deliverance. And I believe that it is a thing of, of today. And we have to just believe that God is able to do that in and through us. You know, like I said, no respect of persons and what he's done for others, he can most definitely do for, 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 for us. Now, I, you know, if you have anything you want to share, anything that the Lord is speaking to you about um, right now that you can just give a word of encouragement to someone who's listening today. We'd, we'd appreciate that. Yes, definitely. As you was talking about, just speaking to me that even in so much the signs and wonders and miracles, it said these signs will follow those that believe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Believe on what? I don't think it's so much that we're supposed to believe on the signs, wonders and miracles. It's more believe on him. And the closer that you get to him, all of the answers, all of the supernatural, all of the miracles, all of the deliverance is in him. And so if I can place myself in him, he says in his word that if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask what you will, it'll be done for you. And so I think that's the, the real principle. Even some people, you may be listening, you may be worried about a relationship, you may be worried about finances, a job, housing, you may be worried about you know a, a health condition, a family member, but you know what happens? The deeper you get in him, the worry about those things just lift off you. And then when you when you kind of come out of him, not that you ever want to come completely out, you'll find that he he's taking care of some of those situations. And so I think we as Christians, we got to learn how to just live in the Lord, move and have our being in the Lord in a greater way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just believe and trust in God and, and, and not thinking like the world. We, we, we live on, on a different standard and expecting God to do the miraculous as he promised in his word. Um, you know, we, we have to believe by faith. So I, I appreciate um, what you shared today. Um, and I know that there's going to be some listeners who are going to want to follow you now and also want to purchase the book. Um, I'm telling you, these resources that he's offering and even with the television show, it's going to be a blessing to you. So can you share um, how can people who are listening uh, follow you? And if there's anything upcoming that we can be a part of, um, we'd really appreciate if you can share that. 
Yes, yes, definitely. So we have a, a ministry uh, webpage, www.f, the number four, nations.com, f4nations.com, our ministry is Freedom for the Nations. And then as well um, on social media, DeMonte Edmonds or at DeMonte TV on IG or Facebook. And then I have a, a kind of business media page, which is DeMonteTV.com. All of my books are on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, all of those places. Amazon's the easiest. If you put in my name or put in grab hold of your miracle, you'll see that book come up and then you'll see the other books that I've written as well come up and populate. And so um, feel free to check it out and check out our pages and what we're doing as well. Thank you so much um, for sharing that information. And um, we, we definitely look forward to, to getting those resources and reading and just growing more in the things of faith. So appreciate you again, Apostle. Thank you um, for your time and uh, commitment to what you're, what God is doing in and through you. I'm so glad we're able to re, you know, finally uh, to make this connection because you are always on the go doing the work of ministry, which is so great. Um, so again, thank you and God bless you. And um, to my audience, uh, until we see, meet again, God bless you. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Slay the Giant podcast. I know that you've been blessed. Maybe you've cried, laughed, or you've learned something. Whichever way, thank you for joining us today. I pray that as you go throughout your week, you'll meditate on what you've heard and you'll grow and continue to learn. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please go to slaythegiantpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to my website at www.allramsey.org. Thank you, and until next time, be blessed.